Hello, my name is Naranjan, the host of Master of Your Crafts podcast. Learning from leaders who are continuously inspired, passionate, and driven to align with their soul purpose, sharing their gifts to bring healing to others. The music is composed by Rebecca Everett. Today is episode number 70, and I'll be talking to Vicky Helm. With over 24 years of experience in multiple businesses, Vicky is an acclaimed best-selling author of over 40 books. She is a business and asset development strategist. She shows you how to maximize your potential and multiply your results. As a keynote speaker, Vicky shares her own business experience starting at her first one, at only 10 years old, where she became an accidental entrepreneur for life. Currently, Vicky is the CEO of Smart Group Firm, co-CEO of Metadigum Digital LLC, and SmartWealthNews.com. She and her partners share the secrets of growing a successful business and creating more wealth. Vicky is a sought-after consultant for people who want to grow more assets and take command of their financial freedom. Hello and welcome to Vicky. How are you, Vicky? Hi, nice to see you. Nice to be on your show today. Nice to have you. I'm looking forward to hearing all about your experiences and depth and breadth of expertise from business to awareness of spirituality, but also how to encompass all of that in being. Yeah. Yeah. That right there is the journey, isn't it? That's the journey. And it's like everybody has their gifts. Everybody has that thing within them. And it's how do you unearth that and compress them all together? So there's kind of, that's kind of the layers, isn't it? Because as I've done this for myself and continue to do it, as the layer deepens, there's always another layer and there's another uh, awakening. There's another realization that happens. So um, for me, that question that you ask, that's the journey question. That's the, the internal journey question. And, and the truth is, only you can answer that question for yourself because there's this language and conversation that happens between you and the divine. When you begin that, that quest, the question you ask takes you out of your thinking mind and it takes you into more of your soul area, your inner knowing your inner genius. And that comes from a more guided place and a guided place always requires faith and faith. Isn't something you master. Faith is always that next step, that next deepening. And every time that you have that, you go through some sort of quickening where you address a fear or a belief that wasn't true. And so on that journey, there's a voice that's going to be inside every single individual person saying, 
I see that issue in the world and I'm very drawn to think of that solution for it. And that draw is what you create your business and your life purpose out of. And you can have more than one. You can have more than one life purpose and more than one tugging. And so for me, I hope that answered your question. And yet I hope it gives your listener an invitation. Mm -hmm. An invitation perhaps that's been more beckoning now than ever before. That's correct. Right now, that's the big deal, isn't it? It is. (laughs) It is. Absolutely. So having been on this path for yourself and unraveled so many areas and possibly even addressed so many different callings of life, what do you believe about yourself? And do you feel it defines who you are at this moment of time? Um, That's a good question. What I believe about myself is that I am soul and I have a personality. My personality has salt and pepper hair and I'm wearing a blue shirt and I'm in a meat suit. And that person that is that personality also is a soul. Mm -hmm. And when I die, that soul is what's left over. And all of the stuff that's the color of my eyes and, you know, my nationality and whether I'm a girl or a boy, all of that dies off. It's not even real. But what is real is malleable, changeable, manifesting abundance. It is all that is all that is in one. And that all that is all that is in one is also in my meat suit with me because I am here and I have this personality in this meat suit. So there is something I am always evolving to. There is something I am always learning. There's something I'm always connected to. There is something always speaking to me, always. Not just my thinking mind going blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. There mm-hmm. is something else that speaks quietly. It doesn't use words. It uses nudgings and pictures and, you know, meeting somebody in a serendipitous way or having, you know, a podcast like this. So for me... Uh, what's interesting is there's 8 billion people on the planet. So the fact that you and I met and connected in any kind of way is an actual miracle. It's 8 billion to one. And you get better chances, I think, at the lottery than the fact (laughs) that you and I would meet at this moment. And yet that silent intelligence said, these two are going to connect, have a conversation, and it's going to, you know, be out there and benefit whomever listens to it, but it's still the same 8 billion to one chance that the listener is going, this is the conversation I was supposed to hear today. And so, um, you know, I have to be honest, I forgot the question, (laughs) but my point is, you know, it's the miracle of wherever you are, whatever gift you're supposed to connect with, it's already in you. There's already something talking, ah, it's malleable. You're always growing. You're always developing. You're always changing. It never goes away. And it's just this moment in time you call this lifetime, but then there's the next and the next and the next. And those are also moments in time. And can you be just present here in this lifetime for this lesson or fun? Yeah. How enriching 
is that for a human experience? Mm. Enriching. It's like, hmm. From the time I was probably about 12 years old, I always knew I was all my life born to be here in what we're going through from like 2019 till now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've always known that my whole life I've been training and doing for this. Now, when I was younger, although very enriching, I was absolutely impatient. Like, when is it going to get here? And now that I'm in it, I'm like, oh my God, it's here and it's all miraculous and wow. And then as it passes, I'll probably like, oh God, thank God we got through that. Can you believe we went through that? So um, it's so enriching because they always say, what is that? It's it's a Buddhist saying. It's something like, may you live in interesting times or something Mm -hmm. May you be fortunate enough to live in interesting times. Mm -hmm. And what that means for me and what it's helped me do is if you take all the opportunities you can to carefrontationally develop yourself, I believe that the enriching point of this lifetime is that you get to take a quantum leap that you may never gotten to take any time in your past lifetimes. Like all knowledge, all spiritual knowledge is a Google question away. There's no hidden text anymore. There's no hidden religions, no hidden teachers. Everything is at your fingertips right now. And that quantum leap may not be here again for another thousand years or a thousand lifetimes. You don't know. So the beauty of being able to dive and immerse yourself in it in a lifetime, that is probably the most exquisite gift you could ever have. And I I feel so blessed to be able to do that, you know, and I'm not saying I'm bad at thousand. There are still mornings I get up cranky or haven't slept enough, or, Mm -hmm. you know, there are times I get into fear, but the way that you train yourself you can get out of it just like that. There's no longer believing the mind a hundred percent of the time, like we have in the past. Uh-huh. We're now learning to confront and question what we think and question who we actually are and how we operate. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Big question, big purposes, but even bigger opportunities <clears throat> of how we yeah. want life to unfold and the choices that we can make for ourselves, right? In the same token. Yes, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. What do you believe your calling is? You alluded earlier to this is the moment that you've always kind of been waiting for and now you're in it. This is mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that process. What would you, how would you define that as an element of calling or callings for sure. you? Great question. Wow, you're asking such good questions. (laughs) For me, um, I've thought about this so much. Like, I I don't feel as though I have one purpose. Mm -hmm. So if I had to say the word, my purpose is to serve, Mm -hmm. to serve the moment, to serve the divine, to serve the opportunity, to serve my own joy, to serve my own self-development, and serve on all the levels 
in a way that's loving, especially to myself and then to others. I mean, people ask me all the time, how do you build a life you love? Well, you start doing things you love. So maybe at first you're doing a bunch of things you don't love. Like for me, it would be working a job that I hate at a company I'm at in a relationship I don't like eating foods that aren't healthy for me, not being able to learn or grow. So if you're living that right now, then just eliminate one thing and start saying, you know, I'm going to hang out with people I enjoy mm-hmm. and not hang out with people I think I owe my time to. I'm going to go find friends that I want to be around. Right. So you add that one thing in, then yeah. you add the next thing. I- I'm going to eat more vegetables. I'm not going to eat so much carbohydrates and, you know, fast food or something. And then maybe you think, okay, I'm going to do something fun. You add things in slowly and pretty soon that step by step by step, you end up finding a career you love, finding somebody that you love, finding friends that you love, because that's what your mind is focused on. (laughs) And what you focus on, that's what develops and grows. So for me, Um, that's kind of the important aspect of being able to develop both spiritually and, you know, in your physical body life as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's odd. I'm getting these brain farts because I was like, what exactly was her question? (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) I think it was something about the, you know, the divine telling me something or like, nope, you got to hold that question in your head, Vicky. <laughs> That's okay. It was a beautiful response. It was, it was Thank great. You. <laughs> <laughs> With all those attributes that you've talked about related to your calling of developing Thank and you. learning and growing. That's the serving yourself. Thank <laughs> you. The question came back. Thank you. <laughs> She did a great lead in, didn't she? She just did it. Okay, so uh, thank you for that. Um, What's important for everybody is that your calling doesn't have to be one thing. Your calling, your first purpose is to serve you so that you can serve others. That was the point I was going to go towards, but then I started bunny trailing. (laughs) So that serving others can't happen until you serve you. It mm-hmm. can't. If you serve others without serving you first, what happens? You get burnout. Right. So if you're looking at what's your purpose, your first purpose is to you to build a life you love. Mm-hmm. And inside building a life you love, the right calling and work will show up. Mm-hmm. It's part of focusing on that thing that you love. That purpose, though, don't hold on to it like it's my purpose to be a healer. And that's all I am. I'm a healer. I'm a healer. I'm a healer. I'm a healer. You're way more than one thing. Everybody is multi-talented and multi-gifted. So that's why to me, the purpose is I serve the moment at hopefully my best self and my best potential with my best memory (laughs) (laughs) to hold the question. It was fabulous, Vicky. It was fabulous. What do you you feel are some of the attributes that connect you to your purpose? Mm, I think the biggest attribute that connects me to my purpose is that I don't take myself so seriously. Mm. 
I am okay at being authentic and vulnerable all the time. And I get to model that for people out in the world, just model it because that's who I am. So when you're around me, whether you're on a radio show or in my house or whatever, what you see is mm-hmm. what you get. And what I'm yeah. hoping is that when you sit down with me, even if you're nervous at first, you'll suddenly relax and realize that it's just two souls meeting each other and we're having a conversation and everything mellows out and it just grounds down. Um, That sometimes is in front of thousands of people when I speak on stage. Mm -hmm. It's there when people read my books and it's there when I connect one-on-one with people. So I'm always living my purpose. Yes. Well, as you said earlier in the conversation too, this is the moment you've been exercising these muscles to get to this place and space, right? Yeah, yeah. I think everybody goes through that. But yeah, that's that was my my gym experience or my (laughs) obstacle course that I went through. And I think there are many individuals out there who are in the same boat, myself included going, okay, this is what we're here to do. It's, as I often say, it's showtime, folks. Yeah. Let's go. Showtime. You know, I want to point that out. You just said something that's so important. It is showtime. Yes. And it's not show off time. It's show up time. Yes. It's like, that's the difference. It's like, stop the show off, start the show up. It's Mm. time. And it's all hands on deck right now. I don't care what your healership is, whether it's writing poetry or hands on healing or, or talking to people or having a podcast like this, whatever your healership is, Mm -hmm. it's go time right now. You're absolutely absolutely right. Absolutely. All hands on deck. Yeah. And regardless of what label that looks like, be it from like you said, all those attributes of titles and labels, book writer, reader, speaker, whatever. It's ultimately how you relate to yourself with your own heart. You can go and work in that nine to five job that you may hate. That's right. Can you silent that beautiful conversation with yourself in a loving way is what I see also as showtime that I can do it on the inside too. Yes, that's the most important area of showtime. Absolutely. Yeah, that yeah. is that's such a graceful way of saying that. Such so spot on. Thank you. Yeah. So, what is it that connects you to your craft of not only spirituality, the personal development, but the conscious business piece and the inner genius aspect of that you highlight so much in, in all your work. Mm. What's your intentions with that? You know, it's so interesting that you say that it's surrender to the divine. So I have 41 books out and everybody asks me all the time, how did you write so many books? And I think, well, Joe Vitale has like almost 90 books out. I only have 45. But for me, what happens is I can feel inside me when the divine wants me to write. And 
I don't necessarily know the topic at first that's coming out, but I do know there's a little, it's time to write another book. And when that feeling happens and I pay attention, I could be out at a dinner party and there's 15, 20 people there and everybody's talking and listening and having a fun conversation. And somebody will say a sentence that I think to myself, Ooh, that's a good book title. And there's my first hint, you know, okay. here's somebody said, I have a book coming out that's called cash flow mojo, how to get rich, stay rich and be financially free. Mm-hmm. And I heard the term cash flow mojo. Mm-hmm. And when you have mojo, it means you have some kind of talent at it. Like, right. you know, she's got artistic mojo. This person does painting and drawing and they have artistic thing. And I was like, oh, I get it. Okay. So here's the, the second hint. Mm-hmm. And then I could be at a park and overhear a conversation of two people are trying to figure out how to get their finances to work and they're young and married. And I'm, Oh, there's a second thing. Mm. And um, I'm guided into the process of writing. Once I've surrendered to that process, the whole outline comes out and the book gets done. I don't do a business or write a book that I don't feel my, I don't know, group or council of people who are on the other side of the veil. Mm-hmm. I, I, they work through me. I don't yes. do the work. Yeah. Um, it takes a whole village on both sides of the veil to sure. write a book. And the truth is I'm just the lucky person who gets to put my name on the bottom, yes. but there are editors and formatters and, you know, all kinds of cover designers. And there's so many people that are in the process of saying, yes, I'm connected to your message and I want to get it out to the world. And that's both sides of the veil. So I'd love to be able to say I had some great process or this is how I do it. So I guess my technique is I listen. And when I hear the calling, I answer the calling. Mm -hmm. Which is so important, especially at this moment in time to, as you said, surrender and let go and allow that to come through you. That's the biggest thing. Everybody wants to try and figure it out with their mind. And what's interesting about the mind is <clears throat> the mind is not where imagination comes from. Right. Imagination comes from your soul. Imagination mm-hmm. is a gift from the divine, but it's the same with an idea. When an idea comes to you, where does it come from? It's not your mind going, here's a good idea. Otherwise, everybody would be out of their troubles. Their mind would be able to go, here's the right idea. Here's a good idea. There's an idea for making money. Here's an idea for your relationship. Here's a, and it doesn't happen. The, yes. the thing about the mind is it's like, I don't know what to do. What should I do? I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix this. And, and then it's like, God, what a loser you are. You can't yeah. figure anything out. You know, you start beating yourself up. Mm-hmm. there is creative imagination and the only place that lives is within you. And if you cannot hear this, then you can't hear your calling. Right. Your calling is never going to come up from here. Your That's purpose right. is never coming out of here. So for me, I just spend a lot of time listening inward because the conversation I'm having with my guides or whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. That's the one, that's my, that's my roadmap. They'll tell Mm -hmm. me when I need to turn left at the next light, go left. You go left. It's really easy. If you start going, but, but, but if I go left, I'll be late for work. 
Right. I, I should go, right. That that's when we struggle. Yes. I also find it very interesting how that inner voice, that listening, that whisper is so soft, mm-hmm. it's so gentle, it's so quiet. So which, subtle. Which is why I often say to individuals, you can very easily tell the difference between your inner self, your true yes. soul self versus your ego self that's going, turn left at the top of their lungs. Yeah. But the inside is, is more benevolent. It is. It's so gentle. It's so gentle. And it requires you, you know, it's, it's interesting because the truth is there's personality and consciousness personality, the personality of you loves to take a state of consciousness. It wants to be happy, sad, matter, afraid. Those are the states of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And there's a billion places in between those. But the truth is you are all of consciousness itself. All of you is consciousness and awareness. What happens is, and of course the journey for everyone is to quiet this conversation down so that you can feel the presence of the consciousness that is you. And here's the difference. This consciousness doesn't use words. Mm -hmm. You keep looking for words. You want Mm -hmm. your mind to tell you what to do. It uses words and you have this really great ability to listen to words. But when we listen to consciousness, it's exactly what you said. It is exact. It's so subtle. It's loving. It's kind. And the thing is, when it comes in purposefully, this is where I drop the ball. And I want to make sure everybody else doesn't do this, or at least is aware that they do this. Right. When it comes in, I get so excited. My mind comes on. I'm like, and we could do this and this and this. I don't even wait for the full message to come through. Sometimes I'm so excited. Or I'm so excited about one part of it as it comes through that you can disconnect yourself from the conversation with the divine Mm -hmm. because your mind wants to steal it like it knows what it's doing with it. And you struggle trying to do what your mind was doing and your conscious part of you, the consciousness is just like you said, it's so patient. It's so loving. It'll wait for you to get over yourself and get over your ideas. And it'll wait for you to say, I think I need your help because you, you think that the idea is yours, but the idea is a gift. You think that the purpose is yours, but the purpose is the gift. And it comes from this place here. And this place has the blueprint, has all the instructions, has all your growth things has all your faith things, has all the good karma in it. This is the thing that once it's developed more, if you can surrender to it, for me, everything flows easy. Everything flows in that upward manner. And for me, I think it's important to share that because you're so, so right when you say that it's kind and gentle and loving and sometimes kind gentle and loving you can ignore that a lot you're like okay you'll always be there i'm going to go over here and try to conquer this that's right absolutely when i hear you say that the sense and the feeling that i get is just wait to the end of the sentence 
just yes. pause. Just wait yeah. till you hear the period or the question mark or the exclamation mark. Just wait to the end of the sentence. It's so true. So true. And so many times I have gotten the message, got halfway through it, got really excited, and I wanted to start on the project right away. And then, of course, I'd run into my first obstacle, and there comes my mind. I don't know what to do. How are we going to get past this? And I start talking like I'm going to answer the question. Right. And there are sometimes I literally have to get up, go sit someplace quiet, become quiet so that I make myself ready to receive the rest of the message. Because sometimes you can have toxic thinking to the point where in that, inside that toxic thinking, you don't have, it'll run off with your reason. It'll run off with, you'll just be, I have this great idea and you'll want to go tell a friend and tell a friend and tell another friend right. instead of listening for the whole instructions. Yeah. 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 I think that's the race between the ego and me that says, um, I created this and I want to own it. And sure. when you let go of that, when you really let go of that, then the dance is you're in allow all the time and all that stress and worry that you feel subsides mm -hmm. and all panic attacks and anxiety subside when you surrender to listening and allowing and having faith that they're going to guide you in the right place. A hundred percent of the time, a hundred percent. It's having those, that patience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Crucial. It, it reminds me of a phrase that I'd heard in speaking terms. As a, as a public speaker you are, and me delving into that space a little bit, is having what we call a, a pregnant pause. Yes, yes. So the pregnant pause, to me, in this context, has two meanings. One is the creation of something. So let's just hold on to it and then let that birthing process to fully digest and create. Beautiful. God, I love that. You know, when you said that, what came to me was that we're so taught that success is the pursuit. And sometimes success can only happen in the stillness, in that pause. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's discernment to know the difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the 20 years of practice that we need. That's right. <laughs> and then some, you never stop the practice. That's true. And I don't know if you ever arrive, but the practice just is a form of isness and nowness and who you are-ness in the moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I'm curious, how did you get here? But also, what's next? Thank you. Um, I'm going to be really specific about this. I got here because it was my time to be here. And it happened the regular way. My mom got pregnant and had me. And what's next uh, for me in, 
is a moment to moment thing. I, I have a project that I'm working on right now because I am very aware of what's happening in our economic wave in the world. And my want and desire is to have collaborative efforts that help good people help good people. And what I'm very married to right now is conscious businesses coming to the forefront. And conscious business to me isn't just green energy. Mm-hmm. Conscious business is conscious leaders in business, conscious relationships and joint ventures in business. And um, that to me is the next wave. I don't think we're going to, you're, there is no one that is going to not be affected by what's coming. Right. And we're not getting through it until we have collaborative, cooperative, aware and awake opportunities for everyone. And it's not, you know, we're going to be sucking all the money over here and leaving you with pendants. This, it can't be that. There's a balance where there's flow and abundance and everybody wins and you can raise all boats at the same time. Um, I've been dedicated to that for a long time and I'm not leaving that venue. That to me is imagine a world where there was that kind of equality and equity among the world, among trade and where you were looked at, not by who you knew or what an influencer you were, but how you serve the world in a way that could be celebrated, celebrating you and your idea and celebrating your, the consumer and the person you serve. To me, that's the future. And that's, you know, as we awaken and go into the, whatever they call it, 5D world, that 5D, that dimension isn't a place, it's a space, a space of consciousness that we hold about how we treat each other and do business and how we treat each other in relationships and friendships. And that to me, I feel like I'm one of the nurses in the birthing room of that. So I will continue to be that. And I'm excited to learn and hear more about that as I see the landscape and the lens in our traditional business world changing. And it not only fulfills and gives me hope, I don't necessarily like to use the word hope, but it gives me an element of comfort that some of those individuals in these toxic business structures and environments are going to be conscious leaders. Yes. So a lighthouse, if you will, inside of a, a dark tower. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I love it. I'm excited to, to learn more about how your gifts and how your expertise will really have that ripple effect, especially garnering on the, the vast experience that you've gained um, in your world and in your, yeah, in your experiences. So I'm excited for that. Me too. And as I look at you, I'm excited to see how everything else as you go forward is going to be. You're very, very awake. Yes. And I'm 
I got, I love it. I'm digging it. I really love it. Yeah. It's time. Like I said, it's showtime. Show time. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. No more pity parties. No more of that. There's so much more waiting on the other side that we couldn't even conceive yeah. of how beautiful and loving it is. And we get caught up with he said and yeah. she said. Yeah. Somewhere. You know, I want to say something as I speak to that, because I know right now some of you may feel lost or misplaced or like things don't make sense. So this is what I'm, I, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for that. I know that um, some listener out there may be thinking that they're not in the right place at the right time. And although it may look like a dark night of the soul in the moment, yes. you're absolutely in the right place at the right time. And if I could leave you with one thing, it would be, don't be patient, evaluate and be discerning, be discerning and follow, trust you, trust you. And even if you don't trust you in the moment, just trust yourself a little bit and take that first trust step and keep trusting and listen inward. If you listen outward, you're doom scrolling and you'll be scared. If you listen inward, you'll be guided and you'll feel love. So important, mm. so important to go inwards and just listen to that quiet, beautiful whisper. Mm -hmm. I love that. Vicky, thank you so much. I could easy do another half hour for sure, for sure, with you on this delicious conversation. Thank you so much for your time, energy and experience and sharing with me so generously. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Naranjan, and you've been listening to Master of Your Crafts podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and join me next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.